would boss consider getting into a new relationship or is that completely off the table? <laughs> I love this question. Um, nothing is ever completely off the table. Um, uh, Boz, she's obviously still in a relationship, kind of. At least in her mind, she's still married, even though she doesn't have a sin anymore and she kind of doesn't exist as far as government's concerned. Like, she still feels like there's an, uh, there's a, there's an element of a relationship that still exists. It's, it's unresolved in her mind. Um, that said though, um, I don't think, like, there's not gonna be a lot of people who are gonna look at Boz and go, yeah, you know what? That's what I want in a long-term relationship. A, a, a sad drunk. That's, that's what I want. Um, so I don't really see it happening necessarily, but it's possible. Uh, I'm not against it. Um, Boz is, Boz has definitely done the sort of like, fan herself moment when she saw Scrapper without a shirt on. Like she's, she's not completely immune to the opposite sex. So it could happen if the, if the game goes long enough and Boz changes, I guess, a little bit. Look, I'm not going to fake date all of you and be Richard's fake mother. <laughs> I got to draw a line somewhere. All right. Um, but that's actually a thing. Like we talked in the long, long ago about how you wanted to bring the fact that boss is, you know, married with kids into it because it makes her more interesting than just being the other person on the team that shoots guns. Yeah. It was always a big part of her character to be like, she has kind of an interesting background that doesn't really come up much, partly because the kinds of stuff that we do aren't really related to her background. Um, that might change at some point, but um, unfortunately, like I wrote a, I wrote a small, like a short little short story for Boz that actually explains a lot about what she did. Um, and it never got released. And I was really kind of leaning on that a little bit to get it out there so people had a better idea of what, what kind of happened. Remind me to get the link from you and I'll put it in the, <laughs> uh, everybody look and call me on it if I didn't do it, but it'll be <laughs> in the episode description. You, you'll click on it there and you can go read it. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, it's not long. It's like, I think it's two pages long in Google Docs. Um, but yeah, there's there's there is some stuff in her background that doesn't come up, partly because she doesn't like to talk about stuff, which was a really dumb decision on my part to make a character who's who's super private. And that's like a like a primary character trait for her. She doesn't like to talk about stuff, um, so that has made it difficult to get some of this stuff out. Um, and going to Detroit was a great opportunity to sort of bring that up. Um, didn't get to deal with it as much as I'd kind of hoped, but I'm thinking like it's. I don't think it's, I don't think her story with her. Husband and our kids is over by any means. I think we'll get back there. I can't imagine how the guy that takes a deal to make a little bit of extra money for his struggling finances and then has that deal fall through could come back and haunt you. <laughs> we shall see. Um, as a follow-up question to that, sort of, I know we have a bunch of parental units in the chat watching this live. How do you guys feel about balls and the whole mom married Detroit situation. Did that seem kind of accurate? As we now wait the awkward couple of seconds for uh, Twitch chat to catch up. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? I get some interesting well, comments on this one. I try to, to represent a, a pretty realistic kind of down-to-earth. But it's, it's hard, you know, when you're doing it in the moment. Oh, is that, was that a question out to Twitch? Is yeah, that what it was kind it, of it, a about bad. Yeah. Um, the question was basically... Uh, um, <laughs> wife Chuck said that they had the feels because of it, oh. which is good because, um, well, and that's apparently 
mom Chuck's or Chuck's mom's next episode. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, I look forward to more reasonings and answers on that. And if you guys want to send stuff, you can just send it into without a net pod at gmail.com and I'll make sure that boss gets it so that she can see all of the gross, uh, <laughs> feeling related things there. No. Uh, next question from that block is what is my favorite NPC and why? Um, might as well be who, what's everyone's favorite NPC? Cause I think it's probably everybody's likes the same one. I'm guessing. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say that I really enjoy being Morgana because I get to be just mean, <laughs> but it's not actually mean. And the only person that really feels like it's mean is Mary Sue. And she responds in such a way that somebody's going to be like, um, she is amused by it. Mary Sue said earlier that she doesn't treat her like an equal. And it's because you're not. And she knows that you're not. So she's not going to treat you as a, uh, as an equal to her. So that's yeah. that reasoning. That's, that's how Boz feels too. She doesn't feel like she's an equal to Morgana. Morgana's, Morgana's like a criminal underworld boss and she's just some jobless lady who's implicated in some crimes. Like, you know, I, got, I, got no, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'll see the same idea. He's a blue collar guy. He's used to having someone who was a boss who told him, you know, this is what I want done. Make it happen. Uh, what are the rest of you guys? <coughs> excuse me. What are the rest of you guys' favorite NPCs? Mama. Oh, Mama's a good choice. I wish she was yeah. in it more. But it's Scrapper. I like Scrapper a lot. I like Scrapper because you can actually. She, he, he's like I think the only NPC that we can really have a conversation, interact with on like a personal level. Like every other relationship that we have with NPCs is like, like it's weird in some fashion or other. Like Arcy and his mom. It's almost like she's almost like. Oh god, this is going back a bit. But if you remember, like, uh, the what is it, the the tool, Tim the Toolman show, mm-hmm. she, she's almost like the guy next door looking over the fence. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Fair enough. She's just not as fleshed out. You know, we don't we don't know Mama's hopes, dreams, fears. We know her fears, <laughs> insecurities, and whatnot. And, and Scrapper is a lot more fleshed out characters. So I'll give you that. I just I just like making Bamps make that voice while also trying to figure out how to avoid it happening to me. It's a, com- it's a it's a combination. <laughs> She's hilarious. I, every time she comes up, I'm like sitting here dying laughing. I love her so much. It's great because she's a negative quality so that I can just bring her up and be annoying whenever it strikes me. And uh, I have a feeling because Omni asked a question about that, that we might uh, we might have some questions about that. Or we might have her popping back up sometime in the near future. I also really like Morgana. She's probably my second favorite. I think she's a really well-played character. Just her position, the the power that she kind of represents. I think she's she holds herself very well. She doesn't back down, and I I appreciate that. An NPC. Um, I do think she could be meaner, and I'm but I'm also starting to wonder if there's a reason that she's not. She hasn't fully uh, <laughs> reciprocated our, our our ability to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> that might uh, come up. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a big fan of foreshadowing, so. Um... I did notice something in one of the episodes that I wish I hadn't heard. Something that we didn't hear. Oh, in the, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I heard it. Oh, wow. You can hit well, me I, on Discord and see if yeah. it's the thing I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Uh, well, well, uh, well, yeah, it's probably the thing you're thinking of, because there's only, like, one major thing that we haven't heard, right? I think? So, like as part of the as part of the sessions. In addition to you guys having downtime, some of the NPCs have downtime things. Yeah. Like the most recent episode, I put in a downtime thing between 
Valentine and Scrapper because you guys left him sit there on an airfield together. Oh. So they I had an interaction. So in your opinion, uh-huh. as like players, like there's obviously some information here that we shouldn't have as char- like our characters don't have. How do you feel about like do you, do you care if we know that stuff? Mary Sue touched on it earlier, but I trust you guys. If yeah. you guys are also listening to it, you you guys out of character get this information. I trust that your characters will behave as they would any other way, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have no fears. I'm not going to say it because some people like to find that shit out in the in the moment, and mm-hmm. it will probably come out at some point. But who knows what I have no when doubt. that will be? I'm pretty excited. Well, but now I like I'm I'm out for it out. I'd like it. <laughs> I will. T- I guess I could. I could tell you later. I guess we can talk about it later. Um, Mary Sue, what was your favorite NPC? Or also Michael, because I don't think we got clear answers from you guys. Say Howard. Or Chuck. Yeah. I, I guess I'll go, or Mary Sue, you want to go first? Because you were asking me. Or... Go ahead. Just shout sure. it out. Uh, so, um, it's, it's a tough choice between Scrapper and Mama. Mama, I like because she's just funny. And it's just a fun time whenever she's on. Uh, and then Scrapper, just because he's, he seems almost like, almost like a dad to the group. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, he, you know, uh, trying to words, dad. where it's like, you know, you've, you've grown up now, so you're free to do your own thing, but, you know, I'm here if you need help, sort of thing. And I just like the, the relationships that are there with that. Boz is always leaving her bike at Scrapper's yard. <laughs> right, yeah. Mary C. Um, well, I'll name one that hasn't been named yet. Um, the doctor that Val was going to. Oh, yeah. He was just so creepy and so off-putting. I'm sad that he's not in it. I'm I'm hoping there's a reason. But he was a good one. You still have his contact information if you have the the need. Which was great because Boss was like, let's take Chuck to this actual doc wedding. (laughs) Good doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Mercy's like, yeah. He's creepy. No, he was creepy. I didn't like him. <laughs> he gave her Capri Suns full of who knows what. Blood. They were just blood no. bags. No, that's the, the, no. How else are you going to do He's a ghoul. That's blood. ghoulish. No. Oh, my God. I was going to take Chuck there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, maybe Chuck's health insurance may have covered it if you took him to the, that doctor. Yeah. Well, maybe Chuck shouldn't go th- jumping on grenades. Okay. Well, I mean, let's not be pedantic here. Okay. Yeah, there there was a seri- there was there were a series of bad decisions. Accept that and move on. There you go. Uh Michael, do you have a favorite NPC? Um I actually really do enjoy Morgana. Hey. And then the other person that I do enjoy is for completely other reasons. And that is Howard. <laughs> Mainly for the fact of his it, it it he started off innocent enough and just because of character paranoia, um, it spiraled like to the stratosphere and to the point to where six months later, this guy is still an issue. This guy is still a thorn. You could go any one of us, me, Boz, Chuck, Mary Sue could go, Hey, isn't that Howard? And RC will show up out of nowhere <laughs> with yeah. all of his drones. Just to try to get some innocent bystander who looks nothing like Chuck. 
or excuse me, nothing like Howard. And he would, he would go nuts over it. So it's that much having that much of an impact when originally it was just a guy trying to do his job and stay and to, to a asshole supervisor. His frustration was palpable. Like every time he was seen, you could just, I was just like, uh, RC jerk. So to pull back a little bit of the veil here, back when we did the prologue, which is where Howard came up, um, I asked each of the characters, what is a thing that their character has been asking for from, say, human resources to help them at work that human resources is using as leverage to get them to do this job? Because that's how that first shadow run in the prologue was built. It's like you're going to help human resources with this project, and in exchange, human resources is going to do whatever it was for you. In Mary Sue's case, it was a big letter of recommendation to college. Uh, Balls was to actually do some work and get back out in the field instead of being stuck at a desk. Mm-hmm. Valerie was to get set up for a uh, to be able to walk again because she had been put in for um, insurance claims to to get this to get the appropriate cybernetic surgery and stuff to be able to walk. But because she is a matrix person, it wasn't deemed necessary for her job. So they just kind of pushed it off and pushed it off and just kind of let it go. Richard wanted some help. He wanted another person to be an assistant and work with him and that kind of thing. And then they did the job or the project and he got Howard (laughs) and then he treated him like garbage and it was wonderful. How, how did you see that going? Like when you when you brought Howard in, did you know how that was going to go? No, you asked for it though. Like you literally yeah. asked for it. Yeah, but I forgot that because I have a bad memory. So then I hated him. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, what can I say? I'm so changeable. <laughs> I mercurial, I would, I think is the the word you're looking for. They, I, I'm not mercurial. I was basically that. I wouldn't be surprised if Richard's asking for an assistant and help was supposed to be subtitled with a human assistant. Oh, maybe. Because because Howard was an elf, he was an elf. Um, That's that probably played played a big part in it. I bet I never really thought of that. Actually, might have. Like, hey, I'm Howard. He's like, you're Howard. Yeah. What? What's wrong? I thought you'd be taller, less pointy ears, <laughs> oh, less tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Howard for an elf. <laughs> um. So the best part about the Howard situation is he is not the only Shadow Runner that was responsible for the situation you guys find yourselves in. Yeah, I mean, I figured it was a team, but we yeah. only really got to interact with Howard unless we are like we missed a lot. I think it's possible. Uh, I mean, oh, there was at least one other person oh. that you can probably. Guess. I, I think I know. Oh, I, I know yeah. who it is. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned, Which we we will never know unless someone remembers something. So, yeah, you trust me, right? <laughs> um, one of the uh, one of the things we talked about when. You stepped away, Richard, was that I will give you Howard now that Michael is back, now that we have everybody here, because I wasn't going to – and I believe I told you this over the course of the, the time that Michael was away, that I'm not going to give him to you while Michael is not here because it's not – you know, it, it would just be weird from a storytelling perspective, but – It was a group effort. Yep. Mike should be. You will, gonna, uh, you will get say, him soon. I just realized that like our face got faced – Real bad. Uh, that's so good that you just realized that a year later. Our face, <laughs> our face wasn't a real face at that point. 
somewhere you have the snap. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What'd you do? That was very, that, that was mean. Don't listen to him. You're a good face, Mary Sue. Even if you, you know, make enemies out of our contacts. And resort to jail rounds. <laughs> she's, oh, she's, Mary Sue, like, keeps coming up in fights and being like, yeah, I wasn't really designed to fight, but I'm gonna kick some ass, and it's great. Like on the train. Love it. Like on yeah. the train, just like single-handedly took care I of that. I felt like yeah. such a badass on that train. There were so no, many squeals. So, no. can there we, can so we many squeals. That? Can we address the fact that what? Mary Sue has like enchanted dice? Like <laughs> rolling like, 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 like 60-70% successes on like all of your rolls? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I always roll really badly, so give me my dice back. I can't help it. Bamsa's table loves me. <laughs> I, I do like how our face like gives it one social roll that doesn't work. It's like, well, some men you just can't reach from rack slide. I do. I pulled my gun twice. And you shot security people. In back. a year. In a year. It's not like I just go around shooting people up. Um. Alright, so I'm going to move on to something else. Um, to Jack's new superfan asked, what is Chuck's field of study? I'm going to skip that question because in the next episode coming out next week, uh, it's the Chuck and Mary Sue totally not date going back to Mary Sue's apartment. Ah. And they have all kinds of conversations involving answering a bunch of that stuff. Um, so I'm just going to skip that one. Uh... What has been happening to Vale since she left? Yes, I know it probably won't ever become important since the, her player had real-life issues, but I really liked Val. Um, we all really liked Val, and we're sad that she's gone. Yeah, life sucks and is terrible, but it happens sometimes. Um, on a show level going forward, it's one of those things... Uh, I don't want to say shunned, because that's very negative, but it's like it's difficult to address from an in-character thing to not bring up. So we just kind of don't, because as players, and as hopefully as listeners, realizing that this is a game, and most of us listening to this kind of thing have been in games themselves, and when somebody new joins or somebody new leaves, it's it's awkward. So we're just avoiding that awkwardness in a very teenage way of just avoiding it completely. I didn't want to avoid it, but I was outvoted. I... Don't worry, you would have been cut in the editing anyway, so. <laughs> um, so, it's just, I have the philosophy that nothing that is, sta- anything that is not stated in the narrative is in a fluid state. So if in the situation does ever happen where she can come back and wants to come back, we don't have to shoehorn in anything that has been said because nothing has been said. She can come back and she can tell us what she has been up to. This follows up on a little bit of Chris V's question of, I'm sure you're not, I'm not sure of your story's time in the current Shadowrun continuum, and I know that you're not opti when it comes to Shadowrun lore, but is there a plan for the story of Martin DeVries, who makes an appearance in the Shadowrun novel Terminus Experiment, and elsewhere in Shadowrun lore, to affect Val's education, because he's a uh, a public vampire kind of figure, if memory serves. Uh, I am terrible when it comes to lore, so I try to avoid it whenever necessary, like not bringing up named characters and stuff. But the idea that I had when she she asked Morgana for assistance with her situation. I was going to give her an NPC contact. And have you guys ever watched True Blood? I have, yeah. Can't say I loved it, but I watched it for some reason. I loved... I shouldn't say I loved. I enjoyed the first three episodes, 
or more appropriately, <laughs> uh, not episodes, I'm sorry, seasons. More appropriately, yeah. seasons one and three. Yeah, I mean, the first two seasons were bad. That's fair. Um, but in the first season, there's a character, Vampire Eddie. He's a balding, overweight guy who happens to be a vampire because he he was a homosexual and he would go to clubs to try and meet people. And in this universe, vampires had, air quotes, come out of the coffin, their words, not mine, because they are able to sustain on synthetic blood. So it's like, hey, we want to be treated like people and that kind of stuff. So Eddie, while he was a human, is at this club and sees a vampire there that's getting all kinds of attention because vampires are sexy and vampires this and vampires that. So he gets a bunch of money, pays some vampire to turn him into a vampire because he's like, I want that life. I want to be popular. I want to be attractive. I want to be desired and all of that stuff. But he becomes a vampire who is overweight and balding and just like a miserable guy. Um, as I Google him, but in the end, like he was just a really nice dude, but kind of screwed over, uh, ends up being used for, uh, uh, people would use vampire blood as a drug. So he, that's how he ended up dying. And, uh, I remember that. Yeah, it was sucked because Vampire Eddie was just a nice guy. Um, so I was going to introduce an NPC like that. He was probably going to be some not attract, not stereotypically attractive person who uses physical mask almost all the time to make himself look like a physically attractive and desirable person, but was also a vampire to kind of help bring her into that fold. Um, and wherever that went, we'll see. Thankfully, that uh, is not officially canon, because it wasn't said on the show. So there. Okay. Man, that got sad. Uh, and then to answer to Jack's last question is, what was Scrapper's Arthurian nickname? So you guys have met Morgana, you guys have met Lady, and there is a Galahad out there that you guys have met but don't know who is. Um, it's Howard, isn't it? Going back on what I just said about how nothing, is, everything is fluid until it's stated, at current, Scrapper doesn't have one. Uh, he was never, he is not, at current, involved in that. Everyone has respected Scrapper's backstory. and just leave him alone. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Ziggy the Troll is actually going to do a small thing where he talks about Scrapper a little bit as a crossover. I'll probably put a link to his show in the notes and stuff. Chris V asked, knowing that oftentimes Southern families have extended families, are any more of RC's relatives going to make an appearance? <laughs> we talked a little bit one time, Richard, remember? Yeah, but um, I'm trying to remember. Is he for brother or cousin or some shit? I can't remember. I don't think we ever really decided on what kind of family members uh, Mama has, but part of the reason that Richard is up in Seattle is he got kind of chased out good old boy style of the South, right? Indeed. Things happened. So, clearly, that has to be addressed. Like, we went to Detroit for balls. Um, we're going to get into some of the details of what Michael got involved in when you guys aren't in the middle of a run. Um, so it wouldn't be fair if I didn't bring up Richard's family and why he's in Seattle. So, sometime in the semi-near future, we'll talk about your family and why you and probably the whole crew need to go back down south. Oh God! I am I am so. Well, I don't want to rush anything, but yes, 
I, I will say, I mean, if you can't tell from the sound of my voice, I, I hail from the southeastern part of the great United States. What? And, really? Uh, right. And, oh, my uh, God. What a shock. And so there's this game called Shadowrun, and I'm learning about it years ago in college. And it's like, well, here's a map of the world. Uh, the Confederacy won. Uh, tell me more. You know, like, <laughs> you know, this is interesting. You've got my attention. You know, <laughs> and so it's a bunch of rednecks. And they all have it's all like the future cyberpunk uh, rednecks who have their own crazy state, and they have like the cops on. Like there, there's people who are like Lone Star. Just from, just from until you know, Ke went. You know, jack the game up. Wasn't that perfect? Hire a bunch of redneck Southern Texans to be your police force. Like this you is remember, great. Remember how we had to talk you to putting the Confederate flag on the roof of your van? That was mostly you. But I feel like it's like, is, is this the royal we? You are Canadian. That could be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I called the Queen. She said it wasn't. She said it wasn't cricket, so you can't do it. <laughs> Uh, from Twitch chat, Omni asked, admit it, you didn't think Scraper would resonate with us as much as he did. I'm not sure what you meant, if you meant in the way that he had, if he had, like, the Arthurian name, or if he had, um, was involved with Morgana on that level. I'm not sure what you mean, so if you want to, uh, elaborate I mean, on that for me. I mean, for us, um, as soon as Scraper came up, he was sort of a favorite. I liked him as the moment we talked to him. I liked his, I liked the voice that, that, um, Vamps gave him. And from there, it was just all good. So, um, I mean, he resonated with us for sure. I, I didn't like Scrapper at first. I really didn't. Really? I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, he seemed really like gruff and reserved and kind of, like, you know, it was very like, 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 yes, it was kind of a theme of people who are, who, who are gruff and reserved and not talking. You know, like, I wish, you know, and, and, and Babs love you. You can't do the best, like, Cajun, I don't know what accent was, was that trying to happen there. Uh, but it was, but it, it took some time. Uh, the character got fleshed out. The cooking thing, having the dogs, it was, it was a bit slower. So, oh, right. I have know. to, I have to amend my my favorite NPC thing from earlier because obviously it's the Hellhounds. Like obviously, <laughs> that's that's where you're going. The it it did. I mean, I'm just being honest. It, it, that that NPC, I, I was like, oh, I'm not really digging this. But then it, it went on, and I, I appreciate this character more, and it seemed to be a more interesting character. And it just took some time for for him to get fleshed out. I think for, for me. Yeah, and it's just like people you meet at work, right? They don't drop their backstory on you. It's like, "Hi, I'm Hi, my name is Richard. Hi, I'm Howard. I'm here to shadow run you and drive your life into the dirt." <laughs> um which we call it? Omni followed up with Yeah, like he was an NPC that you thought about, but everyone latched onto immediately, and anytime that you have an NPC that people dig, you boost them. Um so one of the things we talked about back in the prologue and the getting started was that, okay, you guys are going to get into the shadows and you're going to need a fixer. So who do we want that to be? And it started off originally being the human resources lady that gave him that first job, Doris. You know, maybe she knows a bunch of people and had a way to, to make everything all right. And then she would also be a fixer that was um, getting new to the shadows as well. So they would grow together as a team. But that got kicked in the head because they didn't go to Doris and they actually thought she was in on it on screwing them over and snooped out her house and her apartment. And it was, it was a thing. Um, they also, in Richard's paranoia, stumbled upon Scrapper's scrapyard and had an interesting phone call conversation where he got the idea that Scrapper was kind of shady. It's like, okay. And that is 
where they ended up going on the oh shit we're in trouble moment. They're like let's go to the scrapyard. He was a shady guy. He knows other shady guys. We'll we'll get this figured out. They could have tried to go to Doris and would have been different things. There was another character that could have very potentially became their fixer, but they didn't go to him. Um, you got to keep your options open. If you know the, the characters decide to do something, um, you got to run with it a little bit. Can't can't push them towards the character you kind of planned ahead yeah. on, right? This is why I don't plan anything. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, like, like it was pretty obvious from the start that, well, I guess apart from RC, that we all kind of like, we, we all liked Scrapper to some extent, and uh, I mean, it, made, it made sense to keep him around. Um, he was sort of there, like everyone else from before from from Paradynamics was kind of burned because we didn't know who to trust. Um, we we felt kind of screwed over by everybody there. And Scrapper was the only thing kind of left to latch on to. So, of course, he's stuck around. I mean, that was just was just bound to happen. Right, but you guys all have contacts on your sheets that haven't come up in the show yet. The I think what I was trying to get at is whoever was going to, you guys were going to end up going to in those moments was going to become your first shadowy connection. Actually, as I recall, Mary Sue tried to contact her, her, her PhD biologist friend. And threw the comlink link out the window. <laughs> threw Michael's comlink link out the window. And everyone was like, what, what, why? <sighs> Poor Mary Sue, all that frustrated was, and stuff. That was, that was very funny. It happens. Um, Next Christmas, I'm getting a comm link and a bunch of gel rounds and put them in a box. <laughs> <laughs> um, to drag you guys back into it a little bit, what would each of you say was the weakest part of the show so far and why? I've actually thought a little about this because I, I really like the show a lot. Um, I've listened to enough of the episodes to sort of appreciate what, what, in particular, what Bams is sort of doing with it. The only thing I can really think of is, um, early on we did a lot of like scene description. Um, and that's, that's kind of gone to the wayside a little bit. Um, we, 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 we lean a lot on just character interaction, which is great. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's been really good. Um, I think we do a really good job with it, but I think we, I like a, per, on a personal level when I'm playing games, I, or when I'm GMing or if I'm playing a game, I lean on like scene descriptions an awful lot. And I really find them very evocative and they, they make it easier to role play. I think we've, we could probably do better at that. I'm just describing the spaces that we're in. You guys are always welcome to add things to scenes. Yeah. And we do some of that. Like when we were in, when we got to the hotel, well, I guess we can't talk about it. Uh, eh. hmm, never mind. That was more recent than I than I remembered. You guys spend a lot of time in hotels, so it's true. When we sort of decide like what the hotel room's like between the group of us, but yeah, that's all I got, which is a really minor, minor, my really minor thing, I guess. It's sort of a difficult question to ask us because they're like asking us to be critical of ourselves, which is always difficult. You're, you're saying we should, you know, like like describing our like physical environments more. Yeah, or? like like sort of setting a scene before we start role playing in the scene. Okay. Uh, sometimes we're just like, sometimes we're just like, oh, we're in this space. Let's start talking. And I and I feel like we could probably like set a scene, give some some nice atmosphere. You know, what's what's the weather like? What's the what is? I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Critical Role lately, and uh, they do a lot of that. Like Matt Mercer is a, an an excellent an excellent GM, and he's very evocative with his scene descriptions. And I, I wish we could more of that. Point out that there are a bunch of cheaters because they're all professional voice actors. Matt Mercer's not a professional GM, though. He's just, well, I mean, I guess he might be. He's been doing it for long enough. Yeah, yeah. he could be. 
Um, I mean, he's actually, I think at this point, like, he does make money by jamming, so I guess he kind of is. But it's like, yeah, I mean, the scene description is something that I do a lot when I'm, when I've been jamming myself. I really enjoy it. Sure. Something for oh, us yeah. to work on. Sure. Who you want to play? Motorcycle. On? That's, that's my answer, the motorcycle. What? Oh, the motorcycle run? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first that's all- job you guys did for Scrapper. Oh, yeah, there was sort of a bit of a thing there that probably got lost in the editing table, right? Probably. I can't be shown to have any weaknesses or fallacies, so uh, <laughs> I clearly removed all of that. Um, to follow up on what Richard was saying is there was uh, some discontent between players and GM as to the situation, and I was in the wrong. I was 100% expecting something, and I stonewalled on something I shouldn't have. Um, and I believe we ran an elite, basically. Yeah, if you guys were doing an lost. investigation, and I just stopped one of your lines of inquiry because I was expecting another line of inquiry to keep going, and then it didn't. But even if even if that other line of inquiry kept going, I should have not stopped the other one. Yeah. I made a giant yeah. mistake. Richard and I sat down and talked about it. We fixed it. Well, so we fought. We shook hands. <laughs> we came I back Crank this goddamn show out. <laughs> I get to be Vegeta. He can be Goku. So for that one uh, there, the part I didn't like is I listened to one of your GM videos on YouTube. Yeah. You, you, so I'm like, oh, I know what happened. Because you yeah. explain it, you know, step by step. So I was a little upset about that when I was listening. Sorry. Uh, who else has their... Oh, I have something that I'm actually a little upset about, <clears throat> personally, uh, uh, that uh, I've uh, done. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I actually don't like how Chuck jumped on the grenade for RC. In my head, it was supposed to be for Mary Sue. And I don't like that, because it feels off that he would do that for RC. He Wasn't Mary Sue there? She, she was, was there. But and she, I... was, she was outside. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mary Sue was outside. Chuck had to run back in mm. and jumped on it for RC. So I'm personally not a fan of how that turned out a little bit. I would have liked it a little different. I thought the reasoning was he would still impress her because he saved one of her friends. Yeah, that's the thing I made up in, you know, 10 seconds. Well, isn't that yeah. good enough? Isn't that a good enough reason? Uh, it'll do, but <laughs> something I'm, I'm trying to say so what I'm not happy with. No. no. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you can nearly kill yourself for Mary Sue at near future. Sure thing, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I just give that side eye to boss about that thing I talked about the other day. What are you thinking of? Uh, I'll talk to you about it later because it'll be fun. okay. All right. I said too it was, much. It, it was definitely an adjustment for me because I've I've never GM'd and I, I don't have a great deal of experience as a player. You know, and so I, 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 the only thing I would say that I felt was I felt a little intimidated sometimes in in the show because it was it was more talky than even I had anticipated, and that was never a thing that I had been a giant part of. And I was playing a character that was you know a large bit of my own cut and jib and whatnot, and everyone else was like really going out there and doing exploratory shit or you know exploratory stuff. And, and I'm like, man, I feel kind of like you know AAA over here, you know, <laughs> as opposed to like you know major MLB off for all the Canadians who are in this at. Oh, we're, we're a little bit. 
I think he's, he cuts out at the point up to where he starts going into about Canadians. That's the only time yeah. he comes in. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Justin <laughs> Trudeau just like turns that dial down and I go. <laughs> 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 I was saying, like, everybody else had characters that were, I feel, um, just a more interesting, frankly, than, than RC was. And so, uh, you know, I came in and they saw me very uh, comfortable in, in a game that was. A lot more about character talk, you know, character development and, and conversations as opposed to doing, you know, going out and doing the thing. I don't know. I felt it, was, it took some time for me to kind of feel like I was, you know, on that level. But, you know, I, got, I, mean, I, feel, like, I feel like I got there. Work. Yeah, you made it work pretty fast, I think. One of the things we talked about uh, when we had that conversation, if my memory serves, was, you know, you wanted to sit down and do some shadow runs. And it's like, yeah, we should probably get to some actual crime and doing some crime. Um so, my favorite part is actually when we're not doing crime. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the the interactions the most. Yeah, I mean, I I I miss I miss crime sometimes when it's been a while. But um, really, like I think that the really the, the the heart of the show is in the character interactions. So yeah, it's it's pulled me over. I, I I think I do adjust to it, and and I sort of like got there now, and I I I guess I get it more. I feel like I do maybe you know. So when I, I feel like where we're at, when being we're able to. In- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. When we were sitting down for the audition game and talking with the the applicants, um, when you came back, Richard, saying about the role play and stuff, I was like, "This is this is going to be great," because we had that conversation back around the bike job about how the game was going and chatter running and stuff like that. And I know we've talked at least one other time just to kind of check in. Number two thing I always talk about is communication. Number one being trust. Um, just to see where I wanted to see where your head was at after that point. And um, yeah, you were talking about the, the role play and that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know if he's just blowing smoke to make the show sound great, or if he's really turned around on it a bit, but come a long way. Where, where was it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, to me, look, to, to me, I don't tend to bullshit you. Right. <laughs> right. And you're, you're not the only one. I had a conversation with uh, Boz one time about um, getting her to show how badass she is because she's the combat character and you guys have been avoiding combat because you guys are a bunch of wage slaves that are like, oh shit, what do I do? Your instinct is not pull a gun and murder a man. Yeah. Until very recently. Boz, yeah, because everyone, everyone sort of had stuff to roll for a long time and Buzz didn't so much because she's a very specific kind of character and uh, she does have some interesting side stuff but the side stuff is also stuff that largely hasn't come up um, so yeah your, there was a conversation uh, about that your drug adventure is the episode after is going to be episode 33 so not this week <laughs> next week so that'll be fun no, that will be fun I'm looking, looking forward to that um, oh, oh I can't talk about it nope sorry um, Michael, what is your, what do you think the weakest part of the show is so far and why? Um, that's, I mean, for me, that's a hard thing to come up with because I enjoy the, the show a lot. I mean, it's, that's you all gotta pick something. fun. Um, if anything else, if I were to say anything else, I would say that it would have to be the, uh, some of the unfamiliarity with some of the other rules that come into play of what dice we all need to roll or, or in that manner. Cause I mean, sometimes it just, it, it slows things down, down a little, but uh, in other times it's like, it's, you must it's not have listed to the rule. 
you must not listen too much to the finished stuff as opposed to the raw stuff that I was giving you. No, because I couldn't access the podcast. I had to access just the YouTube recording the YouTube stuff. Yeah. 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 So all of that rules talk gone. It all gets removed. No. Okay. Well, that that's in my opinion, as far as the game goes, not talking about the final product because right. if I remember right, doesn't Patreon have access to the? They sure do. So At the three dollar level, you get access so, to all of the rules talk, all of the tangents, all of Richard's terrible witticisms that aren't very witty. Yeah. And his casual Shadowrun racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Everyone Shadowrun. It most people play these characters, which are you know, other side of the tracks, and they're all. You know, that's never, I've never said that actually in the game. The, the racism has always come from the NPCs, you know, but well, all, the, all the characters themselves, despite being, you know, ready to kill someone for $2, they're all quite progressive. It's a motley crew of people who, like, if you went in there and said something about daisy eaters, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, brother. You know, before we well, go out and kill all this, 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 this church group, let's get one damn thing straight. <laughs> well, well, RC, thanks for sir, jumping on that grenade for us. Exactly, I'm here for you. Um, who else has an answer to this question besides me? Because I don't count. I don't think Mary Sue has. Yeah, Mary Sue, what's your weakest point? Uh, the weakest point about the show has nothing to do with the show itself. I think it has to do with... Um, I feel like you're going to take my answer. A lack of promotion of the show. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you just now you just don't have to do it. I guess. I think I think it's 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 good. I think people enjoy it, but I I think it's not promoted as much as it could be to gain more listeners. That's all. That's probably true. There's only just nothing. There's a Twitter account. There's a Facebook. Do you know account. how many it, posts I made mm-hmm. on the Twitter account? Every release day, there's a post <laughs> on the Twitter account because That's it's it. automated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could. I, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if somebody wants to jump Mar- up. Put Mary, put Mary Sue in charge of some stuff. She's already. I am in charge of, of Facebook. I I don't go to that hell site. See? Well, there you go. So um, if you if you're the Twitter person, then you Twitter. Mm, nobody wants to do it. I see. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> to the extent that I am like Boz. Do you really want me in charge of Twitter? I don't know. Social yo, media. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to make in-character Twitter accounts, that'd be hilarious. That'd be that'd be awful. That would be fun. Yes, awful. Um, that was gonna be my answer as well because we were talking about this a little bit before we went live. But I, when Mary Sue twisted my arm into making the show. I went forward with the idea that I am going to make the show that I would want to listen to, which is why in the beginning, the only thing you get is a little bit of theme music, which uh, I was nice enough to have a guy, Michael Vadimikis, his stuff's in the show notes, make for us for free, which is awesome. There's a little bit of an intro slash recap because that's what people have asked for. And then we go right into the show. I don't want to start off with this episode sponsored by blah, 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 blah. I don't, because when I listen to podcasts, I will pull out my phone and I will tap the forward 15 seconds button a couple of times to go past that shit. Because yeah, I don't someone, get, someone gets paid so that you can, you know, it's a small price to pay. I understand, but I don't want to listen <laughs> to it, so I skip past it. That's why no, I, the, I get you. That's why I'm, I'm kind of the, 
I'm kind of the same way. I find self-promotion really awkward and unpleasant. So, um, That's why at the end we go into the, the theme music so that everybody who wants to stop listening can go ahead and stop listening. And I play the theme music in its entirety at the end because Michael did an awesome job when he made it. So, I Yeah, that song it. is super good. I like it a lot. I don't want to be the guy that's talking over it all of the time. I want you guys to be able to hear it in its entirety. And then I tossed in the bloopers at the end because it's some of the stuff is funny, but because it doesn't fit the theme or the, the situation in the episode or it's a long tangent, I'll just move it to the end so people can still enjoy RC being as funny as he thinks he is. <laughs> On the off chance that we ever do get sponsors, like that would be a good spot to put it. Play the music, do a sponsor, and if people want to listen to the like the stuff like bloopers at the end then you can kind of thing. But I don't think that's I don't think that's in the cards for any time in the near future. I also am the kind of person who hates it when they go like comment and subscribe, you know, tell your friends. That being said, if you guys should want to tell your friends, uh, Michael set a pretty <laughs> high bar when he got his ship listening to the show. <laughs> um, but you guys are great. You guys being the the fans in this case, because everything that I have ever heard about the show has always just been positive, and that's crazy. And overwhelming, and warms my cold black heart. Oh, yeah. Would you change an aspect of your character slash NPCs if you had the opportunity to go back in time and do the show again? <laughs> I probably wouldn't make Boz again. I probably like I. I very much like to try new things. If I could go back and like try something different, it would be a totally different character. Um, but I will say I've already brought this up a lot. But like Boz, my decision to make Boz a very private character has been has made her really hard to make. Uh, personable and for me that's okay because i already know a lot about boz's history and what she's like but it's been difficult to um to get that across in the game and still uh feel like it's in character um someone actually in the chat mentioned like get it like she should just get chatty when she's drunk and i i think i might do that i think i might take that and run with it i'll let you know that when you had that like two or three minute talk about talking to your mom i didn't know oh, yeah. any of that in yeah, I didn't edit any of that. I just left it as you did because it's like this shit's important. Yeah, I listened to that. I was curious. I actually, I don't know how obvious it is, but I definitely like planned what I wanted to say at a time. I didn't just run with it. Yeah, I knew I wanted it to be a sort of a powerful moment. I knew that like Boz has had some missed opportunities to sort of to become a, a little more uh, alive as a character. Um, I didn't want to miss this one, so I decided to use it the best as my the best of my ability and. uh I thought it came out pretty well. It wasn't quite as emotive as I thought it was when I was doing it. <laughs> if I um, was not a lazy person, I should have totally put some raindrop sounds in the background. Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah, but I, I'm already really bad at editing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's me. Anyway, sure, you get to tag somebody now. Uh, I gotta go with Mary Sue. Uh, would I change anything if I went back to? Recreate Mary Sue. No. I love Mary Sue. (laughs) I love her. I love her obliviousness. I love her naivete. I love how she handles situations. I wouldn't change anything if... Gun to my head. Um, I think I would make her more inept. I think I would have not specialized (laughs) her so much. She's very good at what she does. She's very good. So I think, um, yeah, I would have... I would have made her a little more inept. Would you still have like had her get together with Valentine? Yeah, because part of the character <laughs> goals and player goals 
well, part of the player goals that we had discussed, Vance and I, um, the Valentine relationship is a vehicle. Yeah. That's, that's- so, and it's fun. I enjoy fake dating my GM. It's fun. <laughs> you get to pick somebody. Uh, let's go with, uh, Michael. No, there's no way I would change anything about what I'm doing with Michael. I'm having too much fun with him. And I mean, I just, I, I'll, I'll start one way and then we'll just roll with it to see how the character development goes. And once something becomes enough of a thing with me as a character, then it's just going to stick. It's going to keep going. And then I'm going to tag RC. Okay. Um, there, early on, you know, our, I, I hope I have been consistent with the character. Uh, early on, RC was very paranoid, and uh, I think that was the situation he was in. To be fair, and, he was right. Yeah, and, 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 and at some point, I kind of like morphed the character a bit over. I think after the first job, a bit towards. Um, oh Christ! Um, who's the actor from Eastbound and Down? Whose name I escapes me at this particular moment? Danny Den- McBride. I kind of like a more Danny McBride direction. And I, I hope it has made sense that if I've kind of gone away from that or, or if, if it's within the wheelhouse, if it's not jarring. I don't want it to be like, you know, this week it's Danny McBride version and next week it's, you know, old school RC. I hope it all seems cohesive. I hope no one ever came on and was like, you know, this character is all over the map and inconsistent. Like that bugs me. So I, maybe if I was going to change something, I would, I would have, you know, <laughs> written it down and been a post on my screen and been like, do this thing. Just do it and do it every time. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like you've been consistent. Right. Um, I think, like, from my perspective, is that RC just sort of needed to get out of a situation. And once he was out of that situation, he sort of became himself again. Sort of how I felt about it. There was definitely a small moment of, I'm living large with a giant fat wad of Nuyen in my pocket. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to do that and then let me come away from it. Like, yeah, I'm living large. I'm the, the blue collar guy who just won the lottery. Time to get stupid. And then, like, have a few weeks of, okay, that was dumb. Uh, you know, <laughs> get back to my roots. You know? Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, the white suit. Exactly. Yeah. No, um, Chuck, I think is the last one, which is tough because Chuck's pretty new already. So have you already realized you screwed up? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, there's a few things I would. Oh, wow. oh. Um, so I think it's something that happens in the next episode that comes up. He, I, I play him a little too naive at the start, I find, uh, which I'm not a big fan of. I, I've a lot of, made him a little bit more obvious like he's driving through the barrens and he's like oh i don't notice anything that we're in a shady place um mm, that is the next episode that's coming up yeah so that i found i didn't like i thought it was kind of endearing yeah i I wanted to have some naivety but not to the point of you know hey we're literally in the barrens you know there's yeah you know guns being fired in the background you can hear you know half a kilometer away um I just think Mary Sue turned the volume on the radio up real loud so you could hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the other thing is he has other nerdy hobbies that I haven't brought up yet in-game, so I want to bring those up. Oh, we can totally talk about that. And I think I should have, yeah, I should have maybe brought them up a little earlier, so. Um, (laughs) Right. I know that feeling. I've gone like... (laughs) I've gone like a year of game of game time, well, not game time, of real real life time without talking about Boz's history and what she's actually like good at and what she used to do for the company. I don't think it's ever come up. So yeah, I, I described Boz because somebody, somebody asked one time about what did she do for the company. I think it was Two Jacks, um, 
and I posted the link or I posted the picture of the guy from office space with a stapler and then uh-huh. you were just kind of stuck down in some cubicle just being on the payroll. You know, she was like data entry or something like something like super, super like, mundane, just like, but put them in, put them on a shelf and forget about them kind of thing. You were a magical asset. So you are expensive to acquire, but since they had you, they didn't want to just let you go because you have access to magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which, she was an asset, but they didn't know what to do with her. And she kind of got lost in the system. Um, she, but that wasn't what she was at the company to do. Like there was a whole thing before that. Like she was, there, she was in that cubicle for a reason. Um, and the reason never really came up, but I think we're going to. Hopefully, I know that we've talked about this on several occasions, but at some point in the future, it's going to be real obvious uh, what Boz used to do yeah. for the company, and I, I hope we get to that at some point before, before we do before we're doing another anniversary. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, for me, I get to cheat. I mentioned earlier at the beginning we're about two months, six weeks or so from the last recording that or the last session that we played. So all of the little things I do with the NPCs that do stuff during downtime, it's because I already know what the PCs are doing so I can make stuff up. That makes it kind of like fit into the story. Um, I don't want to mention specifics because some of that stuff is not released yet. It's kind of like exposition, sort of. Yeah, because like in a lot of other actual plays, you don't know what the NPCs are up to. And you guys are kind of close to a lot of the NPCs from, uh, I guess, a comparison level of like this actual play to other actual plays. So I want to keep that there, and I want to keep the listeners involved in some of the other stuff that's coming around, like how um, Morgana finds out some information about the katanas that you guys stole, and as such, she decides to give them back to you. If we had just gone with the part that you guys saw, where she's just like, here you go, have these swords, which had nothing to do with Chuck losing his sword. It had everything to do with all of the baggage associated with that sword. The people out there listening wouldn't have any anticipation about when those things are going to be resolved. And I think she told you. So, like, there's a Yakuza guy out there looking for those swords who's going to want them back. And uh, yep. sooner or later, he's going to kind of come across you guys. Do you, this, I guess this is a question for me, but do you keep like a, a like a file full of stuff that's unresolved? Just like no. things that you can look back. You, <laughs> I knew you're going to say no. You should uh, just lie. Like, yes, I have it all planned out. There's, there's spreadsheets involved. Well, I'm no. not talking about planning. I'm just like, there's, cause there have been threads that we, that have been left behind. Some of them very old. Um, you remember, seem to remember like most of them. I can't think of any that you haven't mentioned, but so, Many years ago in my teenage years, I don't remember this, but my brother and friends from that era will tell me, we were out shoveling snow like jackasses, and I took a snow shovel to the back of the head. And I don't remember this. I don't remember a lot of my, uh, like, how many of your elementary school teachers' names do you remember? Uh, a few. Really? I don't remember yeah. any. Yeah, like none. I've, I've... <laughs> how about middle school? Uh, yeah, two. None. Wow. Only a handful of my high school teachers. Um, I find I that remember. occasion. What's that? I don't remember any of my teachers' names. You're, you're old. At all. Oh. All okay. right. I'm going to go back to mute. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like 34. I remember 
<laughs> some, I actually don't remember. I don't remember any of my high school teacher names, but I remember like elementary. I was kind of, I was kind of like a, a good student though when I was young. And then I didn't care in high school. So <laughs> that probably explains why. Um, I find that stuff that I don't write down kind of just percolates and sits in there. And sometimes I'll be, I'll have an idea baby as two ideas rub against each other. Sounds gross. I know. So gross. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of where, what one of those idea babies was that came up during the show, but I can't remember off the top of my head, like a specific one. That's not, uh, that kind of stuff. So I don't write any of this down because when I write it down, it comes out of my head. Like I have a run that I needed to wait for Michael to come back that I wanted to send you guys on. That wasn't the Howard thing that, um, I wrote down. So I stopped thinking about it, but I have the details that I was thinking about written down. It's real messed up. Babes. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'll just be at work and then an idea baby will be born. I'll be like, Oh, that's good. See, I have a terrible memory. Um, so I write down everything. That I can. I have a fairly terrible memory, but for some reason this stuff sticks. Which is why whenever you guys have rules questions, I'm like, bleh. 